The band members of Faithhead are taking a break from practice to meet with the antidote. Guys, thanks for coming. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Dave, thank you so much for having us. It's a pleasure. Can each of you introduce yourselves and tell us what instrument you play in the band? I'm Donnie Rains. I play guitar and make all kind of crazy sound effects when needed. <laughs> I'm Gabriel Gardner. I break sticks and cymbals uh, on the drum set. I'm JW. Uh, I'm the uh, vocalist, and uh, I sweat and try to dance on stage. <laughs> you guys are multi-talented. We have Patrick P-Funk. He's, he's not able to be here tonight. He's the bass man. And I do love the bass, and that does make a big impact in your music. It sure does. Well, Jimmy, you're the newbie in the band. Do the others treat you well? Uh, I've been hazed. They hadn't done the, the jerry curl on me yet, but I, I'm, I'm expecting it uh, when we go out on the, the road, so I'm about to be on my, my toes. But no, they're, yeah, they're, they're treating me very, very well. I've been introduced to these guys uh, going back to the very first show, so I knew they were all good guys. Got to know them really well starting in January when I when they asked me to come on. You were one of Faith Head's first fans. I was at the very first show, so yeah. You were destined to be part of it. Yeah, yeah, they've been treating me very well. What about taking us back to day one? What about giving us the band's history? Um, you know, I really wish uh, Patrick were here to tell you more about that. He is a remaining founding member, kind of the granddad of Faithhead. So he was driving down the road one day, and um, he was listening to a minister on one of the radio stations. Robbie Zacharias. He had made the proclamation, <laughs> you know, the world thinks that we're just a bunch of Faithheads. And so that's where uh, the name comes from, Faithhead, which is a modern term for Jesus Freak, Bible Thumper. I think we could all agree that we are most definitely all uh, a bunch of Faithheads over here. Um, <laughs> our band, first and foremost, has always been ministry-based. The ministry behind what drives us is more prominent than the music to me. Um, while the music is very important, of course, you do have to capture people's taste buds so to speak it's a big deal and we all take it very seriously even the day before it was really a ministry i mean it just started out as uh guys just getting together just to play music and have fun somehow it grew into to what it is today uh we're very excited we've taken some trips but this is going to be our, our longest pilgrimage indeed i've learned from experience all you need is a big bag of fritos in the car and you're all good to go <laughs> that's a good idea big bag of fritos we'll get us a dave bag then <laughs> let's go back to the name for a minute the urban dictionary gives the definition of faith head and it says that it's someone who holds irrational religious fundamentalist beliefs and no matter what evidence is provided to the contrary will never change so i gotta hear it straight from the horse's mouth is faith head irrational Definitely not. Well, you know, the good thing about the derogatory term Faithhead is that not many people are using it. And be honest with you, not many people know about our band, Faithhead. So this is our opportunity to put the term Faithhead in a good light. Our prime venue is the hole in the wall, is, is the college bar, is the place where we, you know, meet people and, uh, you know, develop relationships. And this is our opportunity to make people understand that, you know, there's logic behind what we believe. There's evidence behind what we believe. Not only that, you know, they see it lived 
in the lives of these guys that do go to church one day that are willing to go out and mingle with these these guys just like you know Jesus did. And Christians can rock too. This is Donnie. I, I kind of look at it a little bit different perspective because doesn't the secular world really kind of look at us all in the same light? For the most part, the people that really go out and really proclaim his name and just really has no bones about it and is not scared to, yeah. The secular crowd's definitely going to say, well, man, he is definitely a Bible thumper or a holy roller or a faith head. Looking at it from a Christian perspective, as far as irrational goes, I think that there's a pretty heavy line to be drawn. Is it a secular people looking in and calling us faith heads just because that's what you call people that follow Christ? Well, secularism is, is irrational. The 2016 Oxford Dictionary Word of the Year was relativism, that there is no truth. You know, your truth is your truth, and my truth is my truth, that there's no such thing as truth. For secularists to say that, or even humanists to say something, you know, along the lines of irrational to a Christian, it's kind of like, you need to look in the mirror first before you even come across the aisle. But, you know, that's another discussion. Well, you've made it pretty clear where you stand, which is interesting because some of the artists who come on The Antidote are quite subtle in the way they present their faith in their music. You guys are bold. You want to present your music that way. We do. We're imperfect. And you know, even if someone's subtle that has Christian music, they're sinners. We're sinners. But we hope that if anyone's listening, that they you know get something out of it that brings them closer to God. Because we, we have regular jobs. We're not preachers. What we put in our music is not sneaky, but... It might seep in. You know, when I first started, I, I, I took on some duties of the band. And one of those things is try to find a producer that had the Christian rock, the Christian music ties. I, I was listening to Skillet back when I was 10, back in the late 90s. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've been listening to it for a long time. Big fan of it. And I, and I reached out to one guy that I've always looked up to and... You know, we told him that, you know, Faith Head does not water down its lyrics. We don't do the 7-Eleven type of worship music that you would get on, you know, all the K-pop stations. So I told him, you know, we're not going to make a song that you don't know if you're talking about your girlfriend or God. And that was verbatim what I told him. That was the last correspondence I had with him. He, he <laughs> ignored me because of that statement. You know, if you're not going to be bold and come out in faith, with the message that God's put on your heart, if your reach as audience not to glorify God, your priorities are wrong. If we reach one person, that's great. You know, that's what God uses us for, just for that one person. I'm fine with that. We're going to be true to what God has, has asked us to do, and we're, we're pretty certain that it's not to water it down. To follow along with that, then, have listeners ever said that your message is too strong? No, I, I've never heard that. I think, if anything, maybe sometimes it goes over people's heads. Yeah, I think it does. There have been a few occasions where somebody asks us after, are you all a Christian rock? But like Jimmy said, I think it, it does tend to go over people's heads. You know, there are, I think, a good number that pick up on it and growing, so somebody's listening to us. A lot of the places we go to, there's alcohol. You know, of course, none of us partake, but maybe when you're trying to listen to it and you're having a good time, it's kind of hard to put two and two together. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you guys are certainly bold. The song Under the Blood gives a really harsh opinion on society, calling it 
a race of violent, sadistic, indecent, deceitful, sacrilegious, reprobate thugs. I mean, I need to get this straight. Are you talking about everyone, or is it just politicians? Uh, well, <laughs> if you say everyone, that includes politicians, does it not? <laughs> if you say everyone, it includes us too. And that's exactly what it means. And It's not excluding anyone. It's not even excluding the members of Faith Head. The heart is very deceitful, and sin spares no one. So, you know, everybody is involved. We're all human, and we all go to that dark place from time to time, right? All of us do. It doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter how close or far away from God you are. The human inside of us, you know, we're going to go pretty far down the spiral from time to time. But at the same time, being Christian and being in a brotherhood like we are, we do. We do have each other to, you know, kind of watch each other's backs on things and, you know, kind of lift each other up. That's pretty cool. Then this makes me curious. If spreading the word of God wasn't part of Faith Head, would you still be making music? Well, this is my first rodeo with a band. Now, I've always been involved in music. You know, I've taken piano lessons at an early age for for many years and self-taught guitar and... uh, you know, choir and church music and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, if it weren't for Jesus, I, I don't think I'd be here. I, I don't think I'd be in any band. I, of course, I've always had the itch to be in a band, even at a young age. But uh, I don't think it would have come to fruition. Funny how God puts things in your path and you tell them, you tell the guys, you don't want to be a part of having the front man duty. And then they keep coming back and it just works out that way. This is Donnie again. I, I do want to say that I've been parts of Christian and secular bands alike. Maybe someone out there can say, yeah, I feel what he's talking about. Um, it seemed like with all the secular bands, you know, depending on what the song was about or what the lyrics might be about, you know, sometimes it can take you to a pretty dark place. You just you go to a different place in what you do when you're writing music that has a message behind it. Um, I also noticed, too, that all the secular bands that I've been part of in the past, man, you always had some drama going on. It always seemed to be the bass player. So all of you bass players out there, yeah, you cause drama. (laughs) Um, But, you know, ever since I've been a part of this, we all get along incredibly well. 98% uh, of the time. And the 2% is usually the guitarist that's making problems. Yeah, well, you know, we're normally (laughs) sniffing farts and... What you're saying is that what you're really doing as a band is holding each other up. That also seems to be the focus of your lyrics, or at least that's the impression that I get, that you're aimed at strengthening Christians' faith. Your intention isn't just to go out and convert the masses. Um, I think for the most part that our message is actually more geared towards people that may not know Christ. I mean, sure, all of our songs have uplifting lyrics, um, you know, unless you're calling everybody in the world retrobrate thugs. Um, <laughs> We're sure to get fans from that one. Absolutely. So, <laughs> anyway, you know, I, I think our music is actually planting seeds, not necessarily going out and throwing the Bible in people's faces, because that's a big turnoff. But they dig the music. And in the background, they have the lyrics kind of rolling through their heads, and they're kind of saying, hmm, that's interesting. 
P-Funk's not here tonight, but uh, he, he's written a lot of our lyrics. Believe it or not, the bass player has a part of the writing process in this band. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, P-Funk is actually my Sunday school teacher. God has given him a lot of wisdom, and it's funny. If you look at Freak Show and look at the, the verses, taking the marketplace of ideas, and you're turning it on its head with those verses, you know, and, and there's other songs that do something very similar. And that's kind of be the theme with a lot of what Patrick has written, you know, just making you really think about what it is you're just taking at face value. We, we've got a, a lot of songs that have not been unveiled. Uh, that, that same trend is going to be happening for at least the next couple of years. You spoke a little bit earlier about a new music project from Faith Head. How about giving us some details? Gabe? Well, the title of the EP is still in the wraps, but um, call it 2.0 right now. <laughs> uh, we'd like to not save songs per se, but get an EP worth of songs out and be able to have new friends and new fans to be able to spread our message. I guess writing the swell of, of the EP that that we're working on. We started a uh, Indiegogo that we're offering uh, packages and perks for uh, pre-ordering. We're funding this with our fans and with our new friends that that want to continue to support us. And two, you know, if you donate enough, where uh, we come to your house or wherever you want, and uh, we play a show for you, you know what? I'll throw in some free belly button lint. Wow, that's a great deal. Hey, man. <laughs> we'll bring you a half-eaten bag of Fritos, too. Turn that out there. You know? I was just going to just make the mention, you know, we, we all work full-time jobs, and the sad thing about ministry and music, funding a band and gas and all that stuff is that it takes money. You know, we're going to put out an EP regardless of how well or how bad the fundraising goes. The fundraising will end on October 13th. A lot of it is going to be used to minister to people that don't, you know, make the church on Sunday. We're going to make it a point to go out and reach those people. The church sometimes forgets. The song Going to the Mountain has the line, Inch by inch, I grapple and claw. Steep is the grade and far is the fall. When I see his faith, nail-scarred hands and feet, then I'll know it was worth it all. Has it all been worth it for Faith Head? You ain't lying. Of course it's been worth it. Yeah, it, I mean, it's a lot of fun. Even if we're playing to two people and they got their backs turned to us. I mean, it's been a lot of fun. It doesn't matter if you're Christian or not. You know, life is a struggle. You know, what do you have to look forward to? Do you have purpose in your life? Do you have hope in your life? Is it always going to be crappy? Do you just live and die? That's the fallacy of being an atheist. Even Richard Dawkins cannot tell you how life started. He's got an idea, but he does not know how it started. He doesn't have a purpose. He doesn't, I mean, you know, yeah, he may have a purpose that, but it's superficial. You know, his purpose may be his wife. His purpose may be his kids. But what happens when that's taken away? You know, we have something we can hold on to, and that's the hope that we find in our Savior, Jesus Christ. That's pretty much what those lyrics mean. And funny thing is, is a lot of people will sell it to you that if you just join the family of God, that it's just going to become so much easier. Well, that's not the case. Life typically gets harder. Uh, for a Christian, I'm not. I'm not in a, a victimization bus here, or a, you know, woe is me. You know, I'm being persecuted type things. You see a lot of people mock, but you know, it's funny when you take that step of proclaiming 
Christ and, and the truths that you find to be evident, uh, you know, it's funny what life throws at you. And that's exactly what that's talking about. Inch by inch, you grapple and claw. I think I've taken up enough of your time, guys, because you got to get back to rehearsal. <laughs> Thanks for coming for this talk with The Antidote. It's been yeah. fun, Dave. All right, Dave, man. Thank you again. All, All right. right. We had a good time. Thank you, sir.